Hello, and welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. Thank you all for tuning back in with us. Uh, We really appreciate it. Also, we really do appreciate your patience with us uh, as we try to improve the quality of the podcast. We're at least hopefully improving a bit each episode, but keep in mind we all have full-time jobs and none of us have any previous podcasting experience. We're just some fans of tabletop role-playing games and want to share our fun with anyone who cares to listen. Now that that's out of the way, let's go around the virtual table and introduce ourselves. I'm Justin. I'm the Game Master. Uh, Let's kick it over to the players. Who are you? What's your pilot's name and call sign? And what are some of their personality traits and quirks? Uh, Blue Pigs, you want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, I'm Blue Pigs. I play Draxus. My call sign is Script. My guy's a bit of a loner. I'm great with all things tech. I've got a body full of cybernetics and a belly full of noodles. Hello, I'm Steph. I play Delora Bomb, call sign Sugar. And Sugar likes all things explosive. She likes to grease up her hands and uh, get into a little bit of uh, trouble that way. All right, I'm Smalls or Wade, whichever. I probably called both. Um, I play Glasgow or Duncan. Uh, uh, he's basically your ideal super soldier. He works with valor and and what's good and right, and but he's also always there to follow the orders of his superiors and and uh, do what needs to be done for the mission. And, uh, he's somewhat soft-spoken, but very serious and very driven with his uh, duties. Excellent. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for joining again, everyone. Uh, let's go over a little recap for ourselves and for our wonderful audience, because we did have to temporarily split the party, uh, and we covered a variety of situations in the last episode. So, Sugar and Script were able to escape the quick-sealing foam and right the path of the forward meteor with some help from Commander Duster Kane. Afterwards, they, and everyone else, were directed off the ship and down the space elevator to Medallion Memorial Spaceport. On the way down, they did see that the forward meteor had been destroyed after the full evacuation, stirring up some mixed feelings as well as questions. Sugar and Script, after being held with the rest of the crowd for hours and eating what must have been buckets of noodles, were pulled aside and interrogated by the commander of Spindle Station, Ashton Fay. Although Sugar left the room as a corpse, as far as the government is concerned, Sugar and Script were guided by Commander Kane of the KSS to a bullet train destined for Punta Caridad. Glasgow had quite a different experience. Once he made it to the site of the hull breach, KSS officers stormed the ship and began taking control of the situation. Although he wasn't pulled into one of the many groups for uh, containment. He was delivered directly to Commander Duster Kane, who informed him they had another asset to reclaim. It turns out the very same loading bay where our heroes fought the pirate mechs hid an important asset to Pollux, a Union administrator by the name of Shao Alten Han. He informed Glasgow he was brought to Pollux for a mission, and he was the one that selected him. After being delivered to Punta Caridad, the global headquarters for KGI in fact, Glasgow and Altenahan had a short and pleasant conversation prior to being assigned to their respective rooms. So that takes us to the here and now. 
Sugar and Script are pulling into Punta Caridad train station, or PC train station, uh, officially within the city limits. As you step off the train with Commander Kane, he turns to you and says quietly, as he's directing you to a more private area of the station, This is as far as we go together. You'll find my office at KSS headquarters, but don't bother going there. Your profiles will pop up as Tier 5 capture priority if your faces are scanned by the local cameras, so here's my contact info instead. He'll buzz over his uh, details to your Omnipads and finish by saying, Don't leave the city, don't get in trouble, and assume we're always watching. With that, he and the security detail that have been escorting you break off and leave you to your devices. Uh, at this point, I guess my first question for you all is... Uh, What's going through Dolores and Draxus's minds right now? Well, I've I've got a question for the DM or GM. Um, the pads that we have on hand were those given to us by them, by the KSS, or just should I assume that everybody just carries around like a tablet? Of sorts? Yeah, in this day and age, basically everybody has some sort of Omnipad. Uh, think of it as like a cell phone or, oh, okay. uh, you know, some people may have it more built in into like a, a wrist-worn uh, uh, situation. Yeah, kind of like a Pip-Boy or iPhone. It's just basically an electronic device that connects you to the OmniNet. Uh, you know, basically that type of function. Basically everybody anywhere is going to have an Omnipad of some sort. Okay. Uh, well, script, what do you want to do? Well, we've handled a crisis on the bridgehead, and now the government says we're dead. So, first and foremost, I'm going to take a look at what's in these data pads. There's likely a tracker, and I don't like being tracked. Uh, but, you know, technically the city's our limits, so... Is this is a pretty big place. Try? I mean, our limits are pretty... So Pretty just big. to just to clarify really quick, they did not issue you Omnipads. Oh, thank God. It's it, yeah. So the assumption is everybody already has their own Omnipad of some sort. Uh, they did not give you one or implant you with one. It's basically just a given that anybody that exists in this day and age has one. You have your own. Wonderful. Well. First and foremost, I think we need to uh, make contact with Glasgow, figure out what he's, I guess, been up to and where he is. Um, and I've got some research I'd like to do on my own, but until then, what's your thoughts? Well, I was thinking that we would find uh, Captain Deluge Solomon, because... You know, he had those mechs, and he has his own business, and, you know, a person who has those things must have some contacts or something, a place where we can go to, because I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone here. Um, you know, I, I don't know how long we're going to be in this city for, but if it's any longer than a day, we're going to have to find a place to to lay down, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well first and foremost, and I'll try to do a little searching um, on my uh, Omnihook that I have, and try to figure out Glasgow's whereabouts. Kate, in the meantime, I'm just kind of like 
kind of like you're playing on your phone, like you you know approximately where to go, but you're more or less sucked into that device. So wherever uh, Sugar's headed to, I'm just kind of like trailing behind her a little bit, but looking Ooh. for Blasco. Uh, well, there's a whole lot of new things to me here. So if we're going to go wherever I'm going, I'm going to explore everything. <laughs> going to go play in traffic? Yeah. <laughs> one of those things like from like 50 feet away i'm like no she doesn't want to buy it it's too expensive there's actually three for a dozen i'm just like slowly reading things out it's a carnival game they're rigged it's fine <laughs> so you're just yeah. you're just raining on my parade wherever i go i got no, this no, like, really big you. smile on a my face bit. like ooh, what's this and then you're just you know it's behind me going no <laughs> okay well uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go around. And what what time of day is it? Uh, it's evening. Ooh. Okay. Well, then I imagine that uh, the day with the day that we've had so far, probably pretty beat. There's a lot that happened. Um. So I guess start looking for a a place to. Uh, settle in for the night or something. You know, script. I don't know about you, but um, I don't really have money. You see, I was supposed to be a part of that program, and um, they really were gonna pay for it. The people in the program. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it would be okay. If I, like, borrowed something from you, or... Uh, I mean, it's it's okay. If not, it's it's fine. I, I can figure something out. Well, as much as I'd love to uh, loan out money, uh, the best you're going to get out of me is an empty left pocket or an empty right pocket. Uh, I kind of need money, too. So I was hoping okay. maybe uh, Deluge would have something for us, just like an in-between, hold us over... I really need some credits. I got some uh, friends to track down. But in the meantime, where's Glasgow? Uh, DM, can I do anything to try to track him down? Uh, yeah, so as you're walking away from the train station, uh, you had already kind of pried into that just a little bit. You're still trying to pin it down. Um, but as you are uh, searching the OmniNet, and uh, refreshing your feeds. Uh, there was a temporary disconnection as you were going from the space elevator down uh, to planet side. Uh, so basically everything has to refresh from planet to planet, like update the local, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the maps for the area, all of that has to, to re-update on your devices. Uh, but it seems to start to malfunction for just a moment and then a, a message pops up in your periphery um, kind of in, in your headspace, um, you know, like not on your, your wrist or um, holdable Omnipad, but uh, more up in your periphery. And it seems to be a set of coordinates. Uh, it does have like a little exclamation point on there indicating that it's uh, important or urgent. And somehow the coordinates uh, well, not necessarily the coordinates themselves, but there is like an, an auto guide um, map that pops up on one of your eyes. 
Sweet. Um, if I can hear DM and a quick side note. So at the same time that you're that you're talking, I got several um, messages here on Discord, and I thought it was you sending, you know, like a little map or like a little <laughs> script or something. And I was like, I was like, whoa, this is cool. He made a separate account, and it has info in it or whatever you know this is secret this is cool and it literally has an icon it says i'm a carter and reputable darknet vendor very high representation on empire and stuff and i was like oh wow you know there's this guy in the city he knows i'm you know a hacker and he's trying to you know do work with me i was just talking about money uh no this is a actual phishing scam on discord that just happened to go perfectly (laughs) timed and it's like eight messages long and i thought for a second with the logo and everything oh the DM out did himself uh nope just just being scared <laughs> while we're playing games i promise you this you is... should definitely not open that message because it is not from okay. me well you will lose your savings <laughs> i was like blown away i was like this is so cool i was about to scroll down and start clicking okay well i guess in that in that regard i would just be um trying to follow the map as best i could but, yeah sorry to, sorry to glitch, burst you your bubble it, you're like you're like the thing glitches out and then you know this thing pops up on your eyeball and i was like whoa no okay no i just uh gonna start trying to wrangle in uh sugar and uh go towards glasgow then or the last known whereabouts that he's pinging from okay excellent um sugar you're following yeah where are we going yeah, so you are going farther and farther away from the train station, and it, if you all are familiar at all with like how diesel punk or uh, steampunk cities are uh, are built, I mean, th- this falls more along the lines of cyberpunk, uh, but if you're familiar with the infrastructure of those types of genres, uh, you can basically just go lower and lower and lower and lower into the city, and there just seems to be like a never-ending layering of pipes or infrastructure or concrete hallways, you know, something to that effect, right? So you all are walking for uh, what seems about 20 minutes. Uh, you do see a uh, lots of large buildings, uh, blinking lights, uh, but all of that nice, pretty street level, the, the surface level stuff is going to disappear behind you uh, shortly into your walk. You're taking stairs down and down and uh, walking straight for a while, taking a turn. You're, uh, you do have access to a map, but otherwise it, you feel like you would eventually get lost in here. You do eventually come to a metal door that is slightly ajar. And uh, this is the destination that you've been led to. It, it does not look like it's in a very good area. The, the surrounding walls around you have uh, graffiti marked everywhere, uh, but the door that you're supposed to go in is slightly ajar. Wonderful. This is uh, more or less where I grew up at. And I'd like to act unseen or unheard and just kind of make my way through before probably announcing myself, but not right off the bat. Sure. The lights are off on the other side of the door, so you can... uh, um, you, you can make a roll for Sneaky Snake. Uh, Sugar, what are you doing? Well, uh, I'd like to ask Grip, do, do you know these people? Who Do you know who lives here? What is this? 
I'd like to think that um, mid-sentence of explanation on a natural one, I uh, probably fall face first through that door, making um, such a loud clatter that it stops my sentence. <laughs> yeah, so you you like uh, you prepare to get your stuff up. Are you still wearing your uh, your hard suit, your stealth hard suit? All the time. Yeah, it's usually so, close, but yes, you've got that. You know, you're doing your stealth thing, and uh, as you start to push open this uh, partially rusted out metal door, it actually falls off of the hinges, clatters loudly onto the ground. You lose your footing and just fall uh, basically on top of the door, um, less than gracefully. And there's just a reverberating echo that's uh, and it echoes for several seconds before dying back down, and then you hear some birds off in the distance caw and leave their nests. Uh, are you okay? And then I go to try to help them up. Can you get the lights? Sure. Uh, I try to turn the lights on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a light switch right by the door. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, so you you turn that on, and you do hear the hum of electricity going through what's obviously some pretty old um, wiring circuitry in here, and like very old style bulbs start to slowly come to life. Uh, and paired with that, as they come to life, is that very low, annoying hum. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just the first one's going to come on, the second one's going to come on about 10 feet further down, the third one, fourth one, fifth one. And uh, you're going to see that this is uh, an abandoned uh, like warehouse slash storeroom. I'd say more of a storeroom. It's about 70 feet in length. Uh, it's about... 15 to 20 feet high uh, but it's you know it's basically set up like a warehouse uh, and you do see in the very center of it uh, there's uh, a large tarp going over what appear to be several boxes uh, but as far as that there's just some tables you know like a, some cardboard boxes that appear to be empty and half torn uh, throughout this pretty much empty and very dusty space. So, why are we here? Well, the last... At least I looked up script. Saw some information that Glasgow was here. And I'm like pulling it back up, you know, feverishly trying to tap back into whatever I had seen before and try it to is gone. Out. Okay, I will... Uh, I will at this point probably hug my my PDW a little closer and start to look out for any approaching parties. So Glasgow's alive? He made it out? I'm not too sure about that. Uh, we could be just... This might be a setup. What? Oh, no. Then, um... Uh... With that, I'd like to spot, um, if I could, please. Spot what? Uh, so it's plus two. I can spot hidden or difficult 
Um, to make out details, objects, or people, spot ambushes, hidden compartments, or disguised individuals. Spy on a target from a distance, which I'm not doing, or make out the details, shape, and number of objects, vehicles, mechs, or people clearly at a distance. Track people or vehicles, but in this case, I'm just looking around to see if there's something not right about this. Sure, go ahead and give me a roll. It's 15. That'll do it. Nothing, uh... No one appears to be hunting you. You don't see any tripwires. Um... You know, that may have been activated by the door falling off, or uh, Draxus stumbling through, uh, script stumbling through the doorway... Uh, you do, however, notice uh, you didn't quite see it before because you're kind of at an elevated position here. You'd have to take the, uh, the the metal catwalk type stairs down a little bit, but you do see kind of below you and on the left there is a a piece of machinery there uh, that you're not quite familiar with. Uh, seems to be the only other um, thing of note in this room. Okay, so I just want to make sure you really don't know anybody that owns this building. No, okay, we're breaking and entering, okay? I, okay, I up, well, I just... I, I thought Glasgow was going to be here, and it just something doesn't seem right. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure before I did this, and I want to pull off the tarp of whatever boxes... Uh, you, you said that there was some kind of like covering <laughs> over some boxes or something. I want to rip that thing off and see what's underneath. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at least sugar anyway, as uh, Draxus is uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I looked through the thing and blah, blah, blah. That, that thought this was going to happen. I don't know if this is a good idea. You just like kind of confidently walking down the stairs. And you're like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure before this. And you rip the, uh, the, the tarp off. Uh, and actually what you find before you is... Uh, nothing of danger it's actually quite the opposite uh you're going to find a couple of crates of food water and uh some bedrolls enough to last uh a couple weeks actually uh all of these that all this material and resources seem to be basically brand new uh however the odd thing about it is that all of the labels off of any of these things, you know, you like pick up bottle after bottle and all of the labels have been ripped off. You look at the bedrolls, the tags have been cut off. Um, But otherwise, um, you know, you've got some food, water, and bedding to last you a little while. Grips, look at this. I don't think you have to worry anymore. Unless this was meant for somebody else, but I doubt it if you were sent a message. I, uh... Yeah, I think that's... I think that's for us. We should probably put that door back on and... Huh. That's strange for me. Uh, is there a note or anything, uh, some kind of sign by the people or person who left all this stuff behind? You, uh, you don't see anything that would indicate some sort of message at the moment. Okay. 
Well, um, you know, maybe this was left by Duster. Maybe he really lacked the double D's. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. So, what do we do now? Well, uh, how many, how many bedrolls are there? Exactly two. Oh. Oh, well, um, I don't know. I guess we stay here for now until, uh, tomorrow morning. Maybe we can ask around if people, uh, have heard of, um, Deluge Solomon. He didn't mention, like, the name of his business, did he? Or it's just, like, his name is the name? I actually do not recall off the top of my head if he had mentioned it. Uh, let's do a roll for it. Okay. Because I'm not going to make you wait while I go through and pull up the previous, <laughs> you know, like the first episode and try and find that. So let's just roll for it. Um, Ooh, and we'll call that square. Natural one. Natural I have one. no idea. You don't recall any mention of the name of his organization. Okay. Well, um, I don't know what you think, Script. Look for him, or... Because, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, uh... I don't have anything else to do anymore, since, uh... I'm dead, and everything. So, two, uh, two quick notes, real quick. There's a... Appears to... Uh, be a storm that's rapidly rolled in in our area uh, with some thunder and lightning. So you might hear that in the background uh, and it might cut up our feed a little bit, but we'll work through it the best that we can. Um, and then second, uh, Draxus, did you want to do some kind of uh, perception roll or something? Your first roll didn't go too well for entry to the building. Yeah, absolutely. I have a uh, investigates uh, research a subject or study something in great detail. Okay, let's save that for just a moment. Um, I was referring more to the uh, the machinery, the one single piece of machinery uh, that was pretty much directly below the stairs there. Yeah, right. I wanted to uh, investigate that in, in great detail, kind of. Why is something so dusty? We have rusted hinges out of the way, spray paint. It's pretty much not livable, but here is a bunch of resources. They knew we were coming here, that somebody gave me directions here. I'm, that's the only thing of probably value. I definitely want to look into that machinery a little bit more. Okay, go ahead and get me your investigation roll. I have a 16. Name of the game is Meter Beat 10. Um, so you recognize this machine to be, uh, albeit not a fantastic version uh, of this machine, it is actually a mech printer. It is pretty old uh parts of it do look rusted um i think maybe with uh, some tinkering on it you might be able to get it working uh but there is one particularly strange 
thing about this machine is not necessarily the machine itself. It's that there is a message carved into the plating on the side of the machine. There's a message that reads, truth is stranger than fiction. Money speaks, reaps malediction. And then at the end of that, there's just a little dash and then H, the letter H. Um, if, if Dolores is paying any attention, my eyes go a bit wide and, um, I'm, I'm probably already trying to either hack or fix this device as what was once a very jittery script is now way more honed in. He's way more focused. He, he kind of has just lost sight of his surroundings. Um, he doesn't care that he's in a dilapidated house on the bad side of the town with some, you know, obvious care. Somebody's planned out. Um, he's dialed in and on a mission. Script, are you okay? Your eyes kind of look funny. Was it the noodles? The, uh, the, uh, yeah, the noodles were great. Can you, can you help me fix this? Uh, sure. I can certainly try. It, it's it's a it's a printer. It, it prints mech things. It's um, I think some friends of mine delivered it, and I think if I can get this running, hopefully something's waiting for me. Well, that's nice of them. Tell them I said thank you for everything. Um, sure, and I'll try to help them fix this thing. Okay, uh, you can go ahead and do, uh, I don't know who wants to be the primary on this, uh, but you all are going to receive a accuracy on this. So I suppose one of y'all can roll the d20 and the other one can roll the d6. Hey, I got the d6. I have a 17 on the d20. Ooh, that's a one on the die. Every little bit helps. I have hack or fix as a plus two, so a dirty 20 it is, DM. That is fantastic. With a couple of screw turns, uh, some spare parts that uh, Sugar, uh, the resourceful woman that she is, always tinkering on her equipment and uh, toys, uh, happened to have a couple of pieces that worked just perfectly, and then with script... Uh, his experience with the computer engineering was able to uh, rewire the uh, the command monitor and although sluggishly at first the machine does seem to come back to life and you haven't input any commands on it yet but the containers on the back side of the machine that contain the material necessary for printing the uh, machines start swirling and heating and glowing a, a, an interesting and somewhat unsettling neon color. Um, it all starts to drain and feed into the printer and it starts feverishly printing. At this time, I think we could probably switch over to Glasgow for a few minutes. 
when we had left off with him, he was in the uh, KGI headquarters. Uh, he had a, what's basically a penthouse up there assigned to him from uh, the KGI representatives and, uh, you know, probably swayed by the union administrator, uh, Shao Alton Han. Um, but you awake from your nap, uh, well rested and, uh, ready to take on whatever you're about to get into. All right. So I wake up and I see, I have a message on my, my device from, uh, Mr. Han and, uh, read it to myself. As I read it to myself, I take note of a few specific things. Uh, he makes sure that he uh, thanks me for allowing him to recruit me for his mission. Um, he uh, advised me that a salary is unnecessary and that any needed equipment will be provided through KGI uh, within reason. He provided me with a fitness facility close by my room, which I'm going to begin to walk towards just to check out, even though it's still under construction. And uh, he notes at the end that I should collect my team and um, because the world isn't going to save itself. And I, I find some joy in that in that line because I find pride in helping and saving people. What a fucking hero. So as I walk towards the fitness area, um, I'm just going to do a quick skim um, to see what kind of like facility this would be to know the type of equipment or money that we would be working with for this particular mission just based off of how they construct and how nice their equipment is and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So they've actually made a surprising amount of progress on this fitness center just from the couple of hours that you've been, uh, you know, like napping and recovering. Uh, it, it, as we discussed before, there is nothing but opulence and grandeur in this building. Uh, the KGI World Headquarters takes its excessive uh, quality, uh, it, you know, it, a, a bit too seriously. Uh, but they've managed to do a lot of progress on this fitness center already, almost as if sections of this building, like they had to be some kind of uh, like module type system, like a, some kind of quick move prefab. Uh, but you're just not able to actually see any of those lines anywhere else that would indicate that. But there's that's the only way they're able to get this amount of work done. Um, I, I imagine like basically a Planet Fitness is now uh, on the other side of your floor, whereas a couple of hours where you uh, when you went to bed, part of it was just an open lobby. Part of it was a couple of restrooms. Uh, but now there's no less than three dozen pieces of athletic equipment. Uh, you've got multiple weight racks of different types of bars. Uh, you know, you've got the crooked bars, you've got straight bars, you've got dumbbells, uh, bench press, squat. Um, you've got cable machines, you've got just free weights, um, all kinds of stuff. And it looks like they are even putting in a uh, a pool. Nice. So, um can I look over there and see if there's any form of like deadlift style equipment, anything like that, that just might be readily available to me or no? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they haven't gotten to the point where they've actually racked those weights, uh, but those weights are out and scattered around what will be the deadlift spot. And is there workers there? Um, th- there are a few, uh, but they see that you're uh, walking in and they make sure to, uh, you know, go in a path around you to not disturb you. Okay, so I'm going to walk up to the deadlift spot and I'm just going to look at the closest worker. I'm going to point at it and I'm going to say, may I? They'll just quickly nod their head like, yes, sir, whatever you want. Okay, and then I'm going to load it up to a solid, just about 515, just about 515 pounds. Nothing, nothing too wild. Okay, so I guess this is going to beg the question: Do you want to do a roll with? Uh, uh, we'll we'll call it two accuracies here, since it's not a particularly difficult skill. But you know how it goes with weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two, so like one on each side. Uh, and, so it, like a double accuracy. Basically, you get two d sixes to add on oh, to your two d6s. roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be over 10, so we're good. It's 13 in total. Yeah, so it you feel like your muscles are kind of tight, and the bar doesn't want to lift right away, but you're like, oh, no, you don't. Clench your butt cheeks, straighten your back a little more, tighten your core, and uh, then it just goes up the rest of the way. Um, I'm going you, to drop it like a typical gym jockey would, smirk and say, that'll do, and begin to walk out. Yeah, so they're actually both going to slightly jump and be like, oh, sir, there's a button on the side you can use to um, they basically have a system where the, the plates will softly drop due to like a, a magnetic uh, field. They, they get like fancy stuff like you can drop it like a uh, like the APUR if you want. No one is able to or willing to try and stop you from doing that. They just point out that there's a switch on the side to activate that. Uh, basically soft drop feature. I'll just look at him, nod my head and say noted, and then proceed to walk out and look (laughs) for a, uh, look for like a help desk or something where I can maybe locate the, uh, I don't want to call her a secretary, but the assistant, I guess that we spoke with whenever we spoke with Mr. Han. Azula. Azula. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you, um, you find your way back down the hallway uh, to where you all had stepped off of uh, what was functionally the, the luxury uh, ship that had dropped you all off. Uh, and there is a gentleman there. It's not the same one, uh, but there is someone there that you can talk to. Okay. So as I walk up to him, I'm just going to, if there's a bell or something, I'm going to kind of ding it unless he's just paying attention to me. I don't, I don't want to be a dick if he's paying attention to me. (laughs) He is Um, working on something, but he does pay attention to the fact that you're walking up there and uh, he gives you his full attention. Okay. Uh, Have you located my associates? Uh, Unfortunately, sir, I I was not tasked with that. I'm I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. I primarily handle the, uh, uh, the traffic in and out of this area. If you would like me to try and locate someone, I'd be more than happy to uh, to do that for you. Okay. Uh, can you uh, get with Azula? She'll understand. And just page me in my room when you figure something out. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We'll get right on it. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to walk back to my room and begin to 
just kind of do some inventory, look at the weapons I have, you know, the like, you know, kind of make everything as organized as possible, make it clean, and then uh, sit down and just kind of relax and wait to be notified about where everyone else is. Okay, on that note, let's go ahead and get back to uh, what's going on with Draxus and Delora. We had left off, and the printer uh, was uh, picking up very quickly with a job that it had not been assigned by either of them. Uh, It seems a preloaded program, uh, I guess you could assume, is starting to uh, lay the foundation uh, for a mech. What do y'all think? What's going on? So who exactly are your friends? Uh, I'd like to say that Draxus is probably fully tapped in um, to to the Omnia at this point. Um, I I can still kind of hear and respond to outside things, but as far as my brain is concerned, I am open and exposed to everything that the internet has to offer currently. Uh, I am in a deep research focus. It is midterm week. I am, I am honed in on this and I am, I am essentially trying to reach out. Um, and I'm, I'm basically trying to, to, to get contact with my benevolent benefactor here, but I respond to Dolores. I, uh, I'm sorry. Is it is it printed? I mean, it, it's it's going. It's not finished yet, but it looks like it's a mech. Yeah, um, it's it's special. Uh, I mean, anyone who gives a mech away for free is probably asking for a favor. But it's just from the looks of this, this thing. There aren't many of them out there. I'm literally pulling history and. There's just a handful of encounters. Well, then whoever they are, they must really like you. Yeah. What do you make about this? I'm pointing to the inscription. Truth is stranger than fiction. Money speaks. Reeves malediction. Oh, who? Who's H? Do you know H? Uh... Yeah, uh, H. They're, it's a group, and I kind of like cut my feed. Um, I actually have my arm jacked in fully into my Omninet backpack, and uh, I go ahead and disconnect the cable and let that fall away back into a seemingly organic appendage. Uh, and I look at Dolores, very straight-faced. Horus is, it's a group, um what little research you do online can tell you that they're nice or not so much. It depends on what side of, well, history you're on. They've played a hand in a lot of things. Every little rebel group, every little, look, have you, have you ever seen somebody just hack things for good or hack things for bad? That's probably Horus. Horus is a group that just, does as they will. Nobody can stop them. They have unlimited knowledge, unlimited equipment, 
but it's no one person. It's a group of people. It's a network. They're all one conglomerate, but each cell has a different purpose, right? Just, just like your body. There's different organs and they all do different things, but together they can achieve something great. And I think that's what I'm here for. So you're a part of this group? Uh, I'm not sure, but they've given me a gift basket. Yeah, I'll say that's that was really generous of them. I mean, I, you know, even good people do bad things sometimes. Well, these people, again, it, it depends on what you think. You know, they've freed slaves and they've crippled entire economies. They've raised cities to the ground and they've allowed for new plants to flourish. So it really depends where you are in time and location, but they can help you. And I hope they're helping us now. Well, I think they already have. Yeah, we have a lot of, I pick up a can and like try to read the label, but obviously I can't. I'm like, I think this one's ravioli. I just like shake it a bunch. I'm like, or corn. I don't know, but I toss it to uh, sugar. <laughs> oh, if it's corn, I know that one. I grew up on a farm. So, uh, I, we didn't have noodles, but we had corn. And Check. explosives? You're pretty good at those. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's not like, I mean... My my dad was a farmer, and, well, I mean, he still is. And, uh, the planet that I'm from is... Nobody really goes there because they want to. Um, it's kind of like... Well, more or less a pit stop. Um, so... You know, there's not, like, a whole lot going on, but there's a lot of people coming and going and coming and going. So I I spent some time with the traders that would stop by, basically, to fuel up and get a meal. And, and you know, farming really wasn't for me. So I picked up a few things from the people that I would meet. And, uh... Yeah, learn some things, but um, it's really hard to leave, you know, because like I said, nobody really wants to be there. You just kind of somehow end up there. And so it uh, you need to save up a lot of money to get out. Or uh, I guess in my case, really lucky. Yeah, yeah, me too real lucky and I'll uh, probably bed down for the night and I'm just kind of on pins and needles waiting for this thing to get done printing I, uh, I guess I will do the same actually I think um rummage around the, the boxes and things and see if there's anything I don't know not food or bedroll related. 
So uh, basically all the supplies that were in that little warehouse area uh, were centralized. Uh, they, they were in the center of the room, so you pretty much have ready access to anything in there, but it mainly consists of food, water, and those two bedrolls. I mean, you have, you've got various types of food available. You know, like there's some, there's an equivalent to basically like a, a Twinkie type dessert. You've got about 20 of those. You know, you've got some corn, you've got some uh, canned chicken, um, stuff like that. But it basically all pertains to food, water, and then the two bedrolls. Um, and the, the printer is working as quickly as it can. Uh, but this is going to take a while. Is there um, anything else in this warehouse of note at all? Like some other things in the corners or is there even another door that leads somewhere else? There is a door on the opposite corner of the area. Uh, it's more like a garage door. Uh, so oh, it, okay. it, like, like a loading bay door. Yeah. Yeah. Without opening it, you could assume that it that's basically what it's for. The, the There are other things in this area, just nothing that you would find of great importance. There's things like filing cabinets and, and tables. Several of the things are either knocked over or covered in like a quarter inch of dust uh, at this point. So the supplies that you have, uh, they don't have quite as much dust on them. It looks like they've been sitting for a while to collect some dust, but not, uh, not as much as the surrounding area. Okay. Then, uh, after I have a look around, I'll take out a bedroll and, uh, lay down. All right. Uh, you all are able to go to sleep just fine. Nobody uh, bothers you throughout the night uh, unless the whizzing and whirring of the 3D printer uh, would keep you up. But morning eventually comes and uh, you're actually first awoken by the sensors on your Omnipads. Uh, there's a beeping that for the past couple of minutes has been steadily uh, getting louder and more frequent. Um almost as if your devices are being pinged. Okay, look at it. What's it say? It seems to have some sort of application running in the background. It w actually wasn't open on the front screen of your device. It seemed to have uh, basically been uh, an, an application that was forcefully shuffled to the the back end you know how like you can double click on a on an iphone you've got all your tasks list you don't remember opening up the uh the location app uh but basically someone is trying to sonar to your location and they're getting closer whoever they are script you awake yeah, noodles script what no man look at your omnipad are these your friends is this horace because I think they're going to be here soon. I probably shoot up and, and start, you know, looking at that uh, that pinging going on. Yeah, so similar situation. It's uh, basically a location app that's running on your um, on your device, which is doubly surprising for script, uh, considering 
you were under the impression that you had basically the best software set up to keep people from uh, from breaking into your shit. Um, but yeah, similar situation. Someone is trying to find you. Uh, I will get ready and, and try to discern whichever these canned goods are that might be coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm likely thinking either it is my friends or the government. In either case, whatever. Okay, so you're basically hanging out and waiting to see if they uh, come across? At this point, yeah. And nobody, no, no loan shark that I've ever given money to or gang probably has the power to backdoor my information and find out where I am, so it's either the government or somebody even more powerful. In either case, Sugar, do you want some coffee? I'm just like rattling cans around. Uh, yeah, sure. Please and thank you. Yeah, so uh, you successfully open up a uh, container of coffee and uh, it's about that time that the uh, uh, the metal door uh, did you all lock that or attempt to lock it barricade it anything attempted to put it back at the very least and I imagine I would I would lock it if, uh, if the rusted uh, hinges would allow but yeah so there was a uh, a bar um, that would have allowed you to like kind of drop it across the uh, the frame um, at acting as a lock there, but eventually hear um, a couple of voices outside. The door rattles um, for a moment. There's a, a, a low murmur. like, oh, maybe there's another entrance or uh, somewhere else. I'll, I'll go around back. You hear one of them shuffle off. Um, a, a moment or two passes by and the door is uh, shaken and rattled and basically beaten off of its hinges. Uh, there's just one big-ass boot hanging in the doorway, uh, and attached to that boot is Glasgow. <gasps> Hi! Hello. Want some coffee? or ra- This one's ravioli, too. God damn it. You're alive! I'm glad you made it! And I'm gonna run up to him and give him a hug. Throw my head back in surprise and be like, good to see you too. I thought maybe you you died in the explosion. Did you see it? How'd you get off? What happened? Um, Commander Kane came and got me. and I was... uh, uh, There's a lot more to it, but basically we've been enlisted... By uh, Mr. Han, I can explain it to you, or I can forge you all the email he sent. And uh, we should probably get back to the tower. I'm sure we can find Rudin Board and speak with Mr. Han about our further missions. There's a voice coming from a a little bit down the hallway. Look, sir, 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 you okay, sir? What happened? Who's that? It is the uh, the KSS officer that was um, ordered to go with you. He's he's carrying the big uh, 
basically geolocator because they were so far down in the concrete and oh. uh, and and stuff. They required like this big extra thing to ping their their pads on. But he'll stop at the doorway and not uh, in, intrude. So that everything seems fine. He's just going to wait outside the door and mind his own business while you all finish your conversation. I'm going to turn around and walk towards him. I'm going to grab him by both shoulders and we'll look at him and we'll say, I'm fine. But next time, try to keep up and hit him with a little smirk. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, sir. Um, I'll, do, do you want me to uh, go back without you? Are you, are you okay? I just, what would you like me to do? Uh, I think we got it from here. Yes, sir. I'll report back to KSS. So I'm going to turn around and look at them, and I'm just going to say, well, you all ready to go do some work? If you wouldn't mind, <clears throat> just the uh, shorthand for me, Sugar, and the viewers at home, what did uh, the captain tell you? Uh, the captain didn't tell me much. He said that I was uh, someone he was required to pick up, but so was... Mr. Uh, Show Alton Hahn, who is our employer. Our employer, huh? Yes. Is he the one that effectively killed Sugar? Yeah, I don't really like him too much. Effectively killed Sugar? What? I'm yeah, con- by the push of a button. It was crazy. We were sitting in a room... And then he pushed a button and then said that I was dead. And then he shoved us on a train and we had to spend the night here on the floor. Is, is there some player confusion or is this a thing characters are doing? Um, I, they, I think they're confused. I, I think they're talking about uh, Commander Kane. Um, right, Kane, isn't it? Or is it Khan? So Sugar and Script had met Commander Dust, uh, Duster Kane. Yes, which is um, who I had met, correct? Or is that a different Commander Kane? Same okay. person. Yeah, now, so the I'm, one that ordered the the kill, basically, on the, the, the record kill for Delora, that was Ashton Fay, oh. commander of Spindle Station, which is the space side of the memorial, uh, the, the Medallion Memorial Spaceport. That is the terrestrial side it's basically the same station yeah so there's two sides to that station basically the terrestrial side the the planet side is medallion memorial uh spaceport and the space side is spindle station uh the commander there is ashton fay uh commander duster kane works for kss sorry that was my confusion then yeah i like commander kane he's the one um Oh, yeah, he's he's part of the Double Days. Well, uh, Commander Kane isn't our employer. It's Mr. Hahn. Uh, I doubt you all have met him. He was in a cryo chamber when I met him. Yeah, I don't think we've met him. Well, uh, why don't we say we do? What kind of job is this, Glasgow? Well, uh... How about I just tell you that uh, in his message to me, it says salary is unnecessary because any equipment needed and provided by KGI within reason would be provided by KGI. And then stipend and living expenses are uncapped. Interested? 
very much, but then I kind of get a little closer just to talk to him outside of the view of any other, you know, case holding soldiers outside and just kind of go, you know, the whole reason why the forward meter was blown up was over that crate owned by KGI. Well, I don't really know the details yet, but I know this is good money and it's a job. It's a job from the government. And as far as we're concerned, we just got written into their black books, killed, and now we're hired for a job regarding a, and I don't think you've noticed, a company that seems to own the entire fucking planet. I'm going to clear my throat, um, look down, and then look back directly into his eyes and simply say, listen, I know you might be a little nervous here, but I'm a soldier. And this is a job presented to me. I'm going to take it. And I'm offering you the chance to take it with me. If not, I'll replace you. And then from behind them, or at least from behind script, I'll take it. Wave my arm up. I'm going to smile real big, look at you and say, perfect. How about you, script? You said unlimited pay, essentially, right? To a degree. It within reason, but we can discuss that when we see him. Can you guarantee me as many noodles as I want, umbrellas for sugar, and look, I don't want anyone coming to this warehouse. I want a listen, security detail on this. Listen, I can't guarantee anything right now, but I can tell you that they built me a fitness facility that was almost perfect within the hours that would typically take months. So I'm sure they're capable. All right, let's go. Right. Uh, I was going to say, uh, breaking that small moment of, of tension there, an alert comes up on uh, Glasgow's Omnipad, and actually there's a, uh, a little small holographic projection uh, protruding awkwardly, um, you, you know, sideways, because your arm is down at your side, I assume. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, Commander Duster Kane's uh, face has popped up uh, on your wrist. Uh, seems to be a pre-recorded message. Um, <clears throat> and it says, Union Administrator Shao Alton Hahn has requested you and your team meet me at KGI headquarters at the command station stat. There is a matter he wants you to personally see to. Also, congratulations. You've been given rank of a captain in KSS by order of Union. You technically don't belong to any division, but you now have authority to request re- request directives and information from me directly. Okay, so uh, I'm going to look at both of them and be like, you heard the wrist. We going? Sure thing, Captain. Mine as I do, Captain. All right. I'll lead the way. And we head off. Excellent. Um, so tr- trusting that you all had listened to the, the description of excessive opulence that I had given Glasgow uh, in the, the last episode, um, pulling up to the, uh, the the base of the tower at KGI, you do find that also to be the truth. 
Um, you go into the lobby, uh, you're immediately allowed to access the elevators, uh, which take you to a separate set of elevators, which is more for private use. Uh, the regular elevators only go up to maybe a third. That's like the common use areas and everything above is more official. Um, but you are uh, not escorted, but you are not hindered at any point to get to the command station that has now been built overnight uh, right next to the fitness center. That is right next to Glasgow's penthouse. And inside the command center, uh, there are three individuals uh, present and ready for the briefing. There is Shaoal Han, Duster Kane, and Azula Sky. All right, I'm going to walk straight to uh, Shaoal Han and uh, salute him. Say, sir, I've gathered my team. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say hi. Waving in the back. I likely can I, have a can I sidebar real quick on my face. Can I sidebar real quickly and count to three if we don't want this in? I just I just want to say something, if that's okay. Sure, brief tactical pause and we'll get back at the uh I know this makes it more, more difficult, I'm sorry. So no problem. Yeah. I listen to each episode like four times anyway. Okay. Okay. So just uh, I just want to say sugar reminds me of the bunny character from borderlands and it makes my fucking day. I don't know if you meant to do that, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. The bunny character. Like it's the short, it's like tiny Tina or whatever her name oh, is. She's got like bunny yeah. ears. Like she's the explosive expert and she's super oh, lovely. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly who <laughs> that Maybe is. Maybe there yeah. was a little tiny <laughs> Tina <laughs> influence. Okay. fair. Oh. I keep hearing so it. And I'm like, I'm like, out. <laughs> you know, that character's awesome. They're making a Borderlands movie. I'm excited about it. But okay, we can go back. Sorry, sorry. I had to. I, I was itching. I was itching to say that. Yeah, no problem. No, we'll keep that in because uh, that, that's a good observation. I had not actually connected those uh, at all when I played through Borderlands. I love that character. I don't know how oh, yeah. I didn't connect sooner. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll we'll get back at Glasgow. Went over to uh, salute the Union Union Administrator Shawalton Han. Um, Sugar says hi, and uh, I think. Uh, Draxus uh, had a smug look on his face. Uh, it was more of a smudge of ravioli. He didn't clean up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, not so much the uh, <laughs> soldiers that this walking pile of iron that Glasgow is. I'm more of just it was like, hey, I'm a captain now, and I just like have ravioli and untucked pants. Like it's like. <laughs> Wait, wait, is, are they both yeah. captains? Is it just I that is captain or all three of us captains? I'm cool. No, no, no. no, just you. Just okay, Glasgow. Okay. You're right. Uh, I'm just doing it like condescendingly. Like, oh, oh you're yeah, making and, fun uh, of me. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm I assembling my team. I'm feeling, you know, best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it. It's hilarious. I love it. Okay. So, Shalton uh, Han will, uh, will salute back and then motion for you all to uh, to sit down as well as the rest of the uh, the individuals in here. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, did you all have anything that you wanted to start out with before they get into their spiel? So as I'm walking to my seat, I'll just say, um, uh, Mr. Hahn, I'll just say that we're pleased to assist you here, but we may need more details. Uh, I'm worried uh, some people may not be 
completely on board just yet for the simple fact we're working for some form of government entity. So for the listeners at home, uh, for whatever reason, our recording software just disconnected everybody. I assume it has something to do with the storm here. We're not quite certain where the cutoff point was. It it apparently cut off at different times for different people, but uh, we'll just catch everybody back up. Uh, The players just arrived at um, uh, the meeting at the the command center in KGI headquarters. Xiao Altenhan, the union administrator, Duster Kane, Azula Sky, and all of the players are here for the meeting. They basically exchanged um, pleasantries, salutes, and, and, and all that. Um, and Altenhan just briefly stated, like, uh, fully trust Glasgow and the people that he's chosen. Hopefully, that they can, um, uh, he can also earn their trust moving forward. Um, but yeah, and then I think you were in the middle of saying something. Uh, I was, or uh, I, I'm not sure, but I'll just I'll just uh, go in there. I think with... I think I kind of looked at everybody and I just said, um, "What did I say?" I said, um, uh, "Does that put everybody at a little more ease?" Something to that to that degree. Sure. And um, Shao Alton Han will will gesture to the other two of you. Uh, as well. Um, of, of, of course, we'll find you all some additional uh, accommodations here. I'm, I'm sure there's at least in the floor um, below, or perhaps even in Glasgow's penthouse, there may be additional rooms. Uh, we'll make something work, right, Azula? And she will turn and say, yes, sir, and then uh, go back to her data pad. And quickly, if you don't mind me, sir, um, it's if they'd like to speak for their interests, that's fine. Would you all like to speak for your interests uh, based on your rooms? I know he set me up a gym, so I'm sure he can provide you with something with accommodations of that's more effective to your style of uh, training or interests. Is there a workshop here? Oh, um, funny you should ask, and he'll turn over to Azula Sky. Um, and uh, just say, uh, I believe at the base of this tower, there is a, um, an, an industrial warehouse or a manufacturing facility, something of that sort, right? She'll turn back to him and be like, yes, sir, there's plenty of resources. Uh, we can clear a space for a workshop if she would so desire. Thank you. And she'll just... Uh, make a note on her Omnipad of that, and then uh, go back to what she's doing. I've got, um, I've got a place of my own. It's a little derelict, but I just need some better amenities, maybe a better, like a cot, a bed. I don't know what we can get, but back fucking hurts from sleeping on the floor. Here's what I want. Some amenities, some noodles, and about a little one-on-one time with Azura and that fancy data pad of yours. Alton Han will uh, kind of like look back and forth. It's like, well, if if you would, if it'd be easier for you, you can make a list and uh, forward it to Glasgow or myself. Uh, yeah, you know what? Get get it to Glasgow, and he'll get it to me. Um, uh, and then I guess some alone time with Azula is what's uh, requested as well. And she's just gonna like raise an eyebrow in like a disdainful 
manner. And uh, this is the first time that it's not just an outright yes. And she'll like begrudgingly um, sit like out of the corner of her mouth. Like, I'll see what I can do. Uh, and, and in response to the, to the request regarding her and her data pad um, and your other request of is just as easily comes as the rest of them. Great. Well, sounds like we're all on board and the mission. Ah, of course. Uh, the reason you've all been called here now, uh, I'm sure you all have some familiarity with, uh, with union, of course, uh, the overarching government of the hegemony, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're the big O government, I understand. Uh, but my job here is uh, particularly not very interesting as far as you all are concerned. Uh, the completion of this project will likely not even take place uh, within any of our lifetimes. Okay, but what we need to do is set Pollux on a course uh, for success, for peace, prosperity. Now, KGI and uh, many of the other um, uh, organizations on this planet have, uh, but particularly in this region, have organized a gala and parade uh, celebrating the arrival of good, oh, glorious me. And he, like, kind of rolls his eyes at it like he's, uh, like he understands the absurdity of it. Um, like a big O eye roll with that. Uh, and he also states, but given the recent events, I think it's quite prudent to have some concerns. Agreed? Okay. So the gala and the, uh, the, the parade... Uh, it's going to the gala is going to be here in KGI headquarters, of course. Uh, but the parade is actually going to take uh, place on the main stretch, uh, heading west, um, basically from the lobby of uh, the KGI tower, and then just out west. Uh, there's going to be a big, fantastic parade. Um, I would greatly appreciate, and he'd look over to Duster Kane, if your men could help secure the parade and the building. Uh, but I especially wanted uh, Glasgow and uh, the two of you, now that you're on his team, to take a look at our security and come up with any recommendations uh, that you might have. Of course, I trust Commander Kane with his men. Uh, but we are dealing with uncertain times, and sometimes an outside eye can be a bit of help. Definitely. Uh, um, uh, let's see. I'll. Uh, do you have an access panel for us to look into it, or a pad, or something? Yeah, you all are in the command center. Um, I don't have uh, J Justin, the the GM doesn't have dozens of maps for y'all to look at and everything. But okay, uh, basically, basically, what any reasonable, uh, re reasonably well functioning police department would have. Uh, but you know, better satellite imaging, I, I guess. You know, that's the level of uh, information that you're working with. Uh, you'll work with Commander Kane, and he'll help present any information that he think would be useful. Um, do I have, you know, like 45 different street names for you? Not offhand. I can do a name generator if you want, 
uh, <laughs> however, we can make it a lot easier than that if you want. Uh, just know that okay. uh, you're in the command center. Basically, any information that you want will be made available to you. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna say, uh, I'll be like, uh, well, with that being said, I'll just, I guess it doesn't really matter. So it's kind of common. So I'll just uh, script. Um, do you mind looking into the cyber defense? Because cyber attacks are so rel- so easily done, and I know that you could take care of that. Uh, yes, sir. I think me and Zura will be happy to look at that, won't we? And I just kind of give a big, flashy grin her way. She'll look <laughs> up from her data pad. It's Azula. And she'll go back to it, doing what she's doing. Um, sugar. Yeah? Do you mind uh, checking their weaponry? Not at all, Captain. Where's the weaponry, sir? Well, I guess that's a question for Mr. Han here. Ah, uh, yeah, I was asking him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Alton Han will uh, actually gesture over towards uh, Commander Kane, who will answer, and uh, he will say, "We have a substantial." armory over at KSS, of course. It's just a couple of blocks away. Uh, Azula, are there any weapons or defenses for KGI that uh, we should take into account as well? She just looks over and uh, uh, I'll send you a report shortly. And then um, Glasgow is just going to say and uh, I'll, if you just want to provide me with the positioning of your troops, and I'll see if I can uh, locate any weak points um, and places that need to be fortified further. I think that's how all three of us will be best suited. Does everyone agree? Sure. Sounds good. Please speak up if you think otherwise. I, it won't bother me. I'm just trying to delegate here. Um, I do have one question. Um, is there breakfast here? Some kind of hungry. Umbrellas. Azula will look up from her data pad. Um, we have private chefs on staff. Uh, just. Request whatever food you would like, and we'll have it prepared for you. Okay, but, like, do I go to my room for that? Or do I stay here and somebody will bring it out? There is a... Uh, I'm, I'm actually totally spacing on uh, what they're called. Basically, like, an intercom system. Is the intercom, the, you know, like a little thing you can press kind of at your doorway and... That, that they have at hotels frequently? Yeah, I mean, it's like not like a public PA, but an intercom I think is good. Well, right, yeah. So th- there's a communication system in every hotel room. You can uh, select the department you would like, and uh, any and all requests are going to be comped by KGI. So just uh, get in contact with them via the menu and tell them what you'd like. Okay, um, thank you for that. And also, um, one last question. Do you guys have, um, like, pen and paper? 
we can get you pen and paper, yes. Okay, thank you. You guys are about to pay for so many umbrellas. I kind of start strolling out a little bit. Oh, like you're heading out of the room? Yeah, like, you know, just like slow walking it, but just Mm -hmm. I'm kind of almost doing my own thing. There's no respect for authority here. Okay, fair enough. Um, Shalton Han will just raise an eyebrow. Commander Kane looks irritated. Uh, Azula, like, glances up at you and then, uh, you know, does like a like a shocked um she she maintains like 99 percent of the time a very straight face uh but you can just tell like the quick glance from her eyes of like disapproval but also glad you're leaving the room i'm gonna quickly stand up and i'm gonna say uh where are you going didn't you hear we have room service and i have i believe you said defense to work on that's true but we still have to discuss our mission requirements i get where you're coming from but uh there's a two-way street here and we have to give a little to give you leaving and being disrespectful to our hosts and employers doesn't really bode well with them i'm sure glasgow i'm glad you brought up this fact because as a guest here of the beautiful city that is the Medallion Memorial Spaceport in Punta Cadre Capital. I'm a dead man. Courtesy of who? The government. So please, if you would, and I, I'm probably walking back into the room at this point, propping myself up on whatever chair, equally disrespectfully. Who is helping who here? Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm a dead man, and I'm having to work for you. I will um, stand up, and as I walk to where he's going to sit, I will actually pull the chair out for him. Um, I guess he sits down and puts his feet up. Correct? That's appropriate. Okay, as long as you're good with that, I'm good with it. I'm going to look down at you since you're sitting and I'm standing. And I'm going to say, well, uh, you want your little private time, but sounds to me like you might want your life back too. Maybe if we uh, have a little discussion with Mr. Han, he'll be able to work something out for us. uh, Maybe we should also stop acting like a child. And uh, there are two comments that are going to be made uh, separate, uh, two separate people. The first is Azula, who for the first time is going to set her data pad, uh, her, her Omnipad down, uh, interlock her fingers and look directly at Draxus. Funny you should say that. You were dead on arrival. And I didn't even have to process any paperwork for that. You've, at least from what I can find, have already died about 17 times. And then, after a very brief pause, Charlton Han will chime in. Uh, I did mention full retirement benefits and a very negotiable... Uh, uh, not salary, but, you know, like retirement pension. Uh, 
Um, so I, I, I did mention full retirement benefits and a very nice pension. I look at Glasgow very discerningly. What's going through my head right now is, yes, I'm a dead man, and I've arranged that, just like Azula said 17 times. Those were on my terms. And then I look at Azula, still quiet. I nod. You're right. Maybe I did act a little bit childish, as you were saying. I'll... I'll laugh in a, a guffaw type manner, like a <laughs> perfect, and I'll slap his thigh, or like I guess calf more so. The, does my femur break? Jesus no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's roll it's not, for it. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not like an actual slap. It's like a like a like a pat. You, you will know take what I mean? down a brick wall by looking at it, sir. So it's true. Literally but, kicked so a metal door off its hinges earlier. Yeah. So basically what I'm doing is, is it's like I grab it and push it, but I make it like a playful gesture. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm just messing so, up. so I'm basically like, <laughs> and I like grab his calf in a way that's playful and I push his feet off the table and then I'll just simply say, now that we're all on the same page, let's discuss why we're getting paid. Can um, I go back to my seat? Yeah, Justin doesn't understand that question. What, what do you mean? Like, oh, I guess not paid. Um, why we were selected or why I was less selected. Does that make sense? Unless oh, all so it was, that... was to fortify the city, which is fine. That's I just assume there's more to it. So are you talking about the like the mission at large that you Yeah, the mission and... at large, exactly. Oh, okay. So... Um, as I recall, I'm assuming I recall correctly, uh, Shaul Tinahan had explicitly said that he would trust uh, that private conversation to stay private. Uh, so he is not going to mention anything about the mission at large at this time. But what he is going to do is he's going to go into just a little bit more detail about the context uh, of this specific event and like this next couple of days. Uh, he will go into a little bit more detail on that. And basically the gala and festival are a quote unquote, like heavy quotations, you know, placed by Alton on himself. He thinks the gala and the festival are ridiculous for his arrival. Um, that, that was the indication that you got from him, but it is actually, uh, this is coming up on the short one week campaigning period, uh, for representatives, uh, within Quetzal's flight for their 10-year re-election cycle. Uh, so basically, there's an important political event coming up where the representatives for the next 10 years uh, are going to be selected. There are 10 in individuals that are selected every 10 years. And uh, this happens to be, coincidentally or not, uh, that campaign week. And, and just for clarification, this is the... They're campaigning for a um, a uh, cruiser that is no longer existing? No. So he'll give you a little bit more detail. Um, and uh, th Okay, so there's lots and lots and lots and lots of details. I basically digested a couple of um, uh, books for the game system multiple times. 
hundreds of pages of information. I'm giving you the very uh, rough and dirty rundown, right? So there are the 10 individuals, one representing each trade, basically the head of each trade uh, within Quetzal's flight. Give me just a second, I'll pull up the list here. So it's called the Gilded Orbit. It's basically this committee. And each trade has a seat. There's agriculture, health, and medical science. You you don't need to necessarily write these down. There's agriculture, health, and medical science, mining and refining, transportation, construction, manufacturing, entertainment, robotics and software, defense and security, um... Duster Kane actually happens to be the head of, uh, he happens to be the representative for the defense and security. And there is finances and insurance. Now there's going to be one other thing that's going to make a lot, a, a whole lot of sense here. The head for mining and refining is Himiko Arasawa. And she represents the company Keyhole Geologic Interest. KGI, who is also hosting you. Oh, shit. Um, though, DM, I think I got that mixed up there. Um, the forward meteor was the particular cruiser that we were aboard through Quetzal's flight. Is that correct? That was a luxury cruiser that basically, um, as far as this campaign is concerned, started its... Uh, the, this particular voyage at Earth, uh, w- which is now called Quetzal's Flight. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Earth called the Cradle. Earth is now called the Cradle. It's the home of humanity. People left Earth thousands and thousands of years ago, uh, but it's still considered the home of humanity. Uh, so it started uh, its voyage there and is making its way out to the Outer Rim. Okay? So... Glasgow was picked up there, and then along the way, shortly before reaching Quetzal's flight, you two were picked up, um, Delora and Draxus. So the forward meteor is just a luxury cruiser. Doesn't have anything to do with the Gilded Orbit, if that's what your question was. Gotcha, thank you, yes. At least not officially. Um, I mean, it's not like part of the campaign trail. Okay. Well, with that being said and that being discussed and the little bit that he's willing to provide to us, I'm just going to look at everybody and say, well, I guess we've got our assignments to go order our food and take care of business. Lasko, do you know what a noodle is? Have you ever had a noodle? Do they have those here? Excuse me, do you guys have noodles? Yes, that would be a request for the chefs. <gasps> See script. This place isn't that bad. They have noodles here, man. I you know Glasgow script. Script really likes noodles. Have you ever had a noodle? Uh, I don't believe I have. <gasps> you have to try it. I never had a noodle before either. But then script said they were really good, so then I ordered them yesterday, and they were so delicious. We must have ate like twenty pounds. Oh man! Sounds great, sugar. Uh, yeah. How about 
How about we celebrate the completion of our mission with some noodles? Okay. Good, good deal. Um, all right. Let's go. Okay. And I begin so you, to walk out. Yeah, sure. Was there anything else uh, before you all started to exit the room? Um, at this point, the meeting is, at least for now, adjourned. Uh, of course, Commander Kane is going to want to meet up with you all. And, you know, in, in accordance with your planning that you're trying to do, he's not going to rush your process. Um, but uh, everybody good with the meeting ending for now? Sure. Can we just say they told us where our rooms were for later? Yeah, I was actually going to mention that as you all are leaving the room, there's already an attendant for each of you that we're going to oh. escort you to your uh, to your rooms. Oh, perfect. Uh, and they are actually uh, just down the hall from Glasgow's. They're not the same size, but they are still extremely fancy. Do we have a moment to ourselves in the room before we get breakfast? Yes, absolutely, if you would like to. Um, have they already delivered the the paper and pen I asked for? They are still working on getting you more, but for now, a individual notebook and an individual pen have been delivered. Okay, then I'm going to take a moment and I'm gonna start writing a letter to my dad and tell him about the the ship um uh, how it blew up and about the pirates and now I'm dead but I'm still alive and it's so crazy and I'm just gonna write a letter and tell him everything okay can I ask with what kind of time frame you're thinking of sending uh physical messages to your dad um I mean it's it's like whenever I finish writing this letter and I don't know how long we have in the room it's not I mean it's not like I'm going to take all day writing this thing just just in general just conceptually oh uh probably later on that day okay so what we haven't quite covered this yet as far as the game system is concerned um but you all were traveling at blink space which is faster than or comparable to light speed okay so sending physical mail has to be done like by ships, right? So it's as soon as they can send another ship out in that general direction. However, with the OmniNet, basically the internet, there are beacons set up throughout the solar system that uh, transmit messages instantaneously. Uh, it's how Union has been able to maintain contact with you know 95% of all existing uh, uh, terraformed planets uh, you can absolutely still send letters like physical letters uh, because you know resources still generally uh, sometimes have to be sent from planet to planet right you know there's still some kind of transit system that exists uh, but uh, basically at this point sending a um, an individual letter or, or, or like a letter to someone across that kind of distance doesn't happen. You can, it just costs a fantastic amount of money and uh, a lot of time. It, it could potentially take months. 
Okay. Um, I was just thinking more of like where Delora comes from, and I don't know if like there's technology there, but I mean it's really like old technology and like outdated, and there's not much. So, but we can say I guess if they have the capability of sending emails essentially back and forth. Then she'll spend her time writing an email on her little uh, pit boy device to her dad and tell him everything, and then still use the paper and pencil for um, sketches of for new new toys. You can absolutely still send a letter if you want to. I just wanted to make you aware of that. Like I don't know if like Sugar is just like yeah, I'm gonna send him a letter, and then wonder why he hasn't written back and it's been eight yeah. months. That's yeah. all I was trying to inform you of. It's whatever you want to do. Okay. We'll we'll just say that she writes an email then. Okay. Uh, so however long it takes you to send the email, um, whenever you're ready to send it, you can hit the send button. Um, uh, is that what you want to do? Yep. All right. Excellent. You get an error message and says um, request further permissions. Oh, what the hell? Alright, and then she'll just start sketching surprises. Ideas for surprises. Until it's time to eat. And then she'll meet up with everybody else. Yeah, whenever you all order food, it's basically like a however long it takes that food. Uh, and however long it takes to cook, and they bring it to you. They, they have chefs on the clock 24-7 for that. So you're not on anybody's schedule except for your own. Oh. Okay. Then after breakfast, I will ask somebody where, because um, I have to do like a weapons check, right? So then I'll, I'll ask somebody to point me in the right direction and start working with whoever is the head over there. Sure. So uh, Duster Kane would actually head up taking you over to the armory. Uh, to review weapons and, and stuff like that. Um, now, as far as the these actual tasks go, we're going to fast-track these and uh, simplify, th- simplify them to uh, a dice roll per objective that you're trying to accomplish. Fair enough? Okay. Because uh, re- realistically, oh, we could spend the next five sessions at two and a half hours each planning. That, oh, yeah. It, right. So uh, with, with how intelligent and, and experienced each of you are actu- actually as people... Uh, we could be here for days planning it out, but we're just, uh, come up with like one or two tasks each that you would like to do. And, uh, we'll do a roll for how successfully that's done and prepared. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I can just knock that out. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, who are you working with and what was your, what's your goals? Um, so I'm, so my goal is to just make sure the city is, or the defenses are as fortified as they need to be, um, that everything is as well protected and as controlled as I think it should be from a spec op standpoint, and that any weak points in the defenses can be uh, appropriately adjusted. Okay, excellent. Um, now keep in mind, you're not trying to protect the entire city. They're more concerned about like the area surrounding the tower, uh, the gala floor which is going to be up in the tower uh you know up like uh about halfway up you know like uh let, let's say 70th floor somewhere around there um but then oh, there's just yeah, that main strip you know like the va- there's basically a vegas strip in front yeah. of 
KGI. So that's primarily where you're going to be focusing your attention. I don't think that really changes your objective a whole much, uh, a whole lot. It makes uh, it easier, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, KSS already has, uh, you know, a rough plan in place. Uh, this is their city, after all. Um, so let's go ahead and add an accuracy to okay. this dice roll. Do you have anything that you can add? Uh, you know, pilot uh, stuff, grit? Let's see. I have lead and expire. Um Administer or run an organization efficiently or effectively, such as company, ship's crew, a group of colonists, mining. So, yeah, lead and inspire would work, I assume, there. Um, yeah, was that a separate one from that last one that you just read? Look, run an organization? No, that's lead and expire. So, I have lead and expire and then my pilot grit. Um, everything okay. else I have is like, oh, I have charm, but I don't really think, no, if that's, that's more like persuasion. I don't really yeah. think it counts. And then take control as a force. Uh, pull rank is something I would do for a subordinate, so that wouldn't really count unless somebody was being difficult. So yeah, yeah so I, I'll get a good plus three there. Excellent. Get Let's get that Advantages from me being like spec ops. Well, I mean that's that's the justification yeah, for no, your pilot talents, uh, but you do get an accuracy because of basically all of the pre work that KSS has already done up to this point. That makes sense. So I um, rolled an eight on the dice. So with my grit and leading inspire, I got eleven. Just barely. Okay. Alrighty. Anything else? You. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you one other roll for a, a separate objective. Okay. And that one's a seventeen, so that'll hit twenty in total. So that one's a much better one. Well, I mean, what what were you wanting to do? Oh, my bad. Um, so I assume the first one would just be simply like fortifying the troops and all that other stuff. Uh, and then. Hmm. So basically that first role that you did was applying to that. You know, you want to fortify the area. That was the gist of the objective, right? Uh -huh. So now if you had one other thing separate from that, that you wanted to roll for, that's what I was saying. So if you oh, have something okay. entirely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, separate? I got an idea. Okay. So, uh, tactical training or tactical knowledge that can be uh, just administered to the troops. Just, uh, I mean, it's nothing going to be anything super fancy. We don't have a lot of time, but like just basic, like, um, like a, like a, you know, like the concept of a master class, like a quick master class on, right. This is how you want to think about how to do these certain things and educate them in those aspects to make sure that that, the other is as effective as it possibly can be. Yeah, like a quick uh, training circle. Exactly, yes. Perfect. Okay, excellent. Let's do a roll for that. Let's see how well this is going to be. Oh, pertain. does the, the roll I just did not count? No, you didn't tell me what you were doing first. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But, uh, I basically, you had something on your mind. That's why I got a little confused. I mean, I do that you haven't mentioned yet that I'm surprised about, but, you know, we're, we're just going to roll oh, for okay. this and... Uh, We'll see it's, how well these troops retain the knowledge you're going to try. And it is well them. over 10. Alrighty. Do you want the exact number? Or I would like the exact off? number, yes. Because yes. there are different or, tiers. Like, although 10 is the meet or beat, like that's, yeah, the, that's the pass, there are sense. different levels of difficulty and risk. It's 17 in total. All right, excellent. That's still pretty good. Um, pretty, pretty good. All right. Um, script. Me. Okay, so... Taking a look at some of the reserves here on the comp con. 
I'm thinking of two things. One, first and foremost, I will, uh, under my captain's orders, I will likely look into um, what type of e-defense and securities and access and just general um, tech side of things when it comes to you know, oh, all the yellow key cards get you this far, blue key cards get you that far. Are there any events to the Death Star we need to worry about? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I'll look into that kind of stuff to see what I can white hat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you get a personal tour of the uh, facilities cyber systems. Uh, one of the first places that they take you to and one of the most impressive is actually the server room for uh, KGI Global. Uh, the servers here uh, are about the rough height, width, and length of uh, school buses. Uh, so servers upon servers upon servers upon servers. Everything must happen lightning quick. And they've got a whole warehouse just sure. filled with these things. You know, that's wonderful. And DM, I'm sure you had more there. But this is going to kind of lead into my second thing that I wanted to do. Sure thing. One of the res resources is uh, diversion. It's a distraction that provides time to take action without fear of consequence. I'd like to uh, maybe cause a distraction while I'm in the server room. Okay, let's roll for it. This is risky. Okay, I got a 13 on the die. Um, but as far as what I think I could, um, add to it, you know, pilot grit 14 act unseen or unheard, um, or just staying cool. In either case, I'm purposely causing distraction. I'm staying cool. I'm doing it cause I know I'm about to do a switcheroo or more of the, while I'm doing the distraction, I'm acting unseen or unheard to make the switcheroo happen. In either case, it's a plus two. So, uh, 15, 16. Noted. Uh, and with that diversion, um, what I would like to do is is put a little uh, backdoor uh, boot kit of my own into their server, something that I'll be able to access remotely, and um, just to kind of you know get some updates on my own time. Okay. Consider it in place. Now, was there another specific role that uh, you're wanting to do? Another specific uh, thing you're wanting to do in preparation for the uh, situation, the mission? Those are my two primaries, just to uh, mm -hmm. assess, um, you know, where the current standings are. On, on the tech side of things to be able to advise whoever of like, Oh yeah, you might want to, mm -hmm. you know, add a security, you have a blind spot here or, you know, hey, really these antennas should be bigger. You're, you're losing a lot of, uh, you know, just in the terrain and the concrete, you might not have, you know, radio range, just, you know, common mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but that diversion in the server room would be, um, yeah, time to take action without fear of consequences. That is the biggest one. Um, I have my own role that I'd make in, in a private time, but uh, I think those are my two for the okay. helping the troops. Gotcha. Yeah, for helping the troops. Uh huh. Yeah. 
And I think, for future reference, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think resources are something that you're supposed to be given. Resources or reserves? Uh, I, I believe so. I'm not entirely sure on how those work. It's just the, uh, what do you want to do? And those are like the options, at least at least what your goal is, not necessarily what happens. Right. So it, it's got... Uh, under resources um, and there's like a one to two for access three to four for backing five to six for supplies and it goes so on so on to 20 so how I'm pretty sure this is supposed to work and it's not like I'm chastising you we, we haven't covered this yet how I'm 99% sure this is supposed to work resources are something that you're supposed to earn for a given performance or action or, or something and then you roll for what you will be receiving by way of resources. Does that make sense? Ah, yes, understood. Okay. Yeah, I, I misunderstood that. That's on me. No worries. We'll, we're just going to go ahead and roll with it. Um, and that's all you had for now, correct? Yes, sir. Excellent. Delora, I'm excited to hear what your plans are. Are you muted? Hello. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was saying that, first of all, if I see that it's Duster Kane coming to pick me up, I'm going to greet him, double D's, and wait for him to reply. You know, you keep saying that, and I feel like you're still failing to uh, understand how inappropriate it is. Uh, I, I'm Well, I mean, because, you know, I'm... I'm Delora and your duster, and so I thought it would be cool if we could yeah, have, like... Yeah, and your other friend is Draxus, and your other friend is Duncan, so... Oh, isn't that cool? It's like double-double Ds. Uh-huh, yeah, so your master plan for the armory, what is it? Okay, so I want to check out the... Um... Oh, man... There's a word for such things that blow up. Explosives. And, nope. Um, there's another word, but I can't think about it right now, so we'll just go with that. So I'll check out what they have, like in term more of like the grenade personal explosive device side and see if I can't teach them or show them something to like tweak it a little bit to make it even bigger. So sure. I'd, I'd like to roll for that. And I'd like to add plus two for blow something up. Can you read blow something up for me? Well, oh man. Okay. Maybe not. It says use explosives to totally wreck something to, or turn it into an enormous fireball but I want to see if I can teach them how to tweak stuff. Let's, so I guess it's up to you. Um, I say let's roll for a yes or no. Uh, odds <laughs> is yes, okay. even is no. Okay. That's a 17. All right. I'll, you can apply that to your roll. Great. Because I can see where, where you're like, you're, you're, you're planning for a preemptive blow something up. So like I can see where the, uh, where the connection is is not the most uh, out of this world reasonable request. So yeah, we'll we'll do it. Well, and I just figure with my background of 
crafting things that um, I'd be able to show them a thing or two. Not not everything, but just a little something to give what they've got an extra boost. Yeah, sure. So you're, you're basically just showing them these. I mean, did you have a description for how you were going to improve their grenade or did you want me to expound on something? No, it was just like maybe, I don't know, like tweaking, just, you know, modifying what they have already and adding something welding a little mm-hmm. bit um but you know i've i've done this stuff like in the garage right so i have i haven't had access to like legit tools and stuff so it looks like something that you know is really dangerous because it is but um i just wanted to show them that but it doesn't even matter because i rolled a four oh okay well you get one other one your separate objective okie dokie um i well um I'm sure that they have the best of the best of the best training. But if I can try to, I don't know, train them a little bit on shooting their aim and stuff. I don't have anything to add to this, Mm -hmm. though. So I will absolutely absolutely, uh, let you do that if you would like. Um, I, I mean... I would think that it would be a little prudent to try and think of some kind of objective that utilizes your pilot talents, something that's actually suited to the the skill set that you've developed for your character. Um, it, it's just I don't want you to miss out on advantages just in, in general moving forward um, by not utilizing those bonuses that you've given to yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so I guess in this case, then, although it doesn't have anything to do with weaponry... But I can show them how to, um, like, apply bandages and stuff, patch themselves up. You've if, got some you know, kind of something goes wrong. Something? I sure do. Yep, I have okay. a plus four. Well, shit. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot more than a plus nothing. Yeah. But look, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't want to tell you what your objectives are. I just uh, wanted wanted to give you a little guidance. Is all. Yeah. No, I guess it makes sense, narratively speaking, because I only have it so high because I've had to patch myself up so many times back home and accidents (laughs) have happened. Sure. So I know how to put a Band-Aid on. Uh, That's 14. Okay, yeah, that'll work. They uh, And I think one of the uh, more interesting things that the... uh, uh, the officers pick up from you is you're like, yeah, actually the, the explosions create shrapnel. That's really hot and stuff, you know? So if you happen to get cut by something, you can just pick up one of those hot pieces of, uh, of metal, press it against that cut and it'll cauterize it right there on the spot. They're like, Oh my God, you're brutal. It's like, just use a bandage, you crazy woman. I'm like, no, cauterize it. Does it right there. It's fine. And then you can rub some dirt on it and it'll sting a little <laughs> bit, but you'll be fine. Yeah. A l- little, Gunpowder and thermite, just rub it right in there. It's fine. But yeah, okay, so that that works uh, pretty well. And several hours pass. It's actually getting into the late afternoon uh, now. And 
uh, the, the guests have been arriving uh, on and off uh, for the gala. They are flying into KGI Tower through the same entrance that Glasgow had used. Um, and actually, before I go any further, uh, I just want to clarify that this is um, that at this point, uh, because you guys do have ground to cover, you have different locations that need coverage. I do not want you to be under the impression that you all are going to be punished or something is going to be um, unbalanced if you all split the party at this point or, you know, in the next couple of uh, minutes moving forward. Um, it, if you feel it prudent to split up, it is not necessarily going to hurt you. I know there's a lot of people that make a big funk about don't split the party, but this is one of those cases where I'm explicitly saying that, uh, um, uh, you, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, it would make sense for this situation. I'm not telling you that you need to split the party. I just want to make that clear. Okay. So guests have been arriving on and off um, throughout the day into KGI Tower. And uh, they're using that same entry point that uh, Glasgow, Shao Altenhan, uh, and Azula had used previously to fly in. Uh, so it is close to that area on one of the floors that they're actually hosting the gala. There's food, beverages, it's all very fancy. Uh, basically a giant meet and greet for the union administrator and the members of the Gilded Orbit, as well as, uh, you know, like press and their plus ones and plus twos, right? Um, the gala hadn't actually started yet, but the parade at this point, the festival below uh, at ground level, has been going on for several hours now. Um, while uh, the gala is getting ready to start, what is the positioning of everybody? Where is... Um, uh, what, what, what's going on? Where are y'all stationed? Is this... Um... Yeah, personal, not mech. Yeah, so it would be uh, uh, if you're in the tower, with the exception of the lobby, there's basically no good place to have a mech in the tower. Uh, it's much roomier in the uh, like the the manufacturing section uh, that's attached to the tower, but not in the tower itself. Um, I'm assuming that you all are just pilots. I am going to stay by Mr. Han as his close by security, um, and then hopefully we can keep a comm link open for wherever the other two are. Sure, absolutely. And that's not to say that you all can't have your um, that you can't have mechs on standby. In the message that uh, Alton Han had sent to Glasgow, he had you know made notice that there was made note that there is a mech printer in the manufacturing section of the um, of K the KGI complex, right? And then that aside, uh, Commander Duster Kane has several mechs in the armory of KSS. Uh, and then also Drax uh, Draxus. Uh, at any point, would you all have would you have gone back to check if that mech had finished printing? Only if I can ensure that it's that I'm not being followed again. 
you want to do a sneaky roll? I would, uh, at this point, especially ensuring my uh, friend's favor, I would probably leave my equipment at KSI. I'd probably do this uh, without resources. Uh, but yeah, I can do a sneaky roll. Okay, um, so without whatever equipment, you know, like your hard suit or anything, your, your stealth suit, anything, uh, you, you know, subtract those, whatever you're leaving behind, but uh, what else do you have to add? Uh, I, w- I would probably use the uh, act unseen or unheard, um, you know, take multiple back alleys that aren't a direct route, probably double back on myself a couple times just to make sure I'm not being followed. Okay, let's roll for it. Got rather low this time. I am a seven. Eight. Eight, actually. And that's before or after? Uh... That's eight, eight in total. Eight in total. All right. So it looks like it's still busily working when you come in. It's about uh, 70%, or uh, I guess you rolled an eight. It's uh, 80% of the way done. And it's taken this long. Fair enough. Uh, do I uh, do I see enough of what this creation is? You know, uh, hands, legs, torso, face, you know, whatever, however it's printing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the mech that you're going to be selecting... Um, uh, for your character build moving forward, uh, w- whatever you had intended to select for that, unless you want me to designate you one. I I have already picked. I figured that was the case. So do you want to uh, give a description now, or do you want to hold off until it's um, until you actually use it? I'll give it. I'll give a bit of a teaser. Um, okay. So. The, the mech that's being printed in this warehouse doesn't take up much space at all. It is a small mech, not much larger than a hard suit. Um, looks like it has high maneuverability, probably to protect its pilot. Packs some uh, interesting recursive processing weaves that facilitate electronic warfare capabilities well beyond theoretical parameters. This thing has antennas all over it. It's blue in color. It is tight, small, lightly armored, and looks like it's probably just large enough to fit a single pilot. Nothing more. Is it fair for me to assume that um, that I've already... I guess, do I need to actually enlist the that, that with mine as well? Or no? I'm not sure what you mean by enlist that. Like requests that my mech be built since in my message he said that we would be access to that does that make sense yeah so the printers have been available uh for a while now but no request was put in now that's not to say like i was saying before uh that there aren't mechs just like around somewhere that you could find uh duster kane uh commander kane has mechs at kss which is just a few blocks away um and with you being a captain you can request uh, certain things from him uh, okay, at his so discretion. So, I, sorry, go ahead. I would like to put a work in work order in for my crew. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, just now, now basically uh, the as far as the the characters themselves are concerned, uh, the gala is going to be starting any minute now, um, 
and the parade has already been going for a couple hours. So what kind of work order are you wanting to put in? Are you trying to have something printed? Yeah, just yeah, basically what you had designed for your next thing, just send it to uh, Commander Kane and have him get, get used to it, even if it's not ready anytime soon. And then obviously, um, mm-hmm. Blue Pigs has already done that, but I don't know that, so. Right. So, I mean, it, just because you didn't, uh, the, the Glasgow didn't decide to print, you know, a, a, a form-fitting, you know, like a glove mech, uh, that doesn't mean that there aren't mechs around. Any of the ones that are in KGI um, mm-hmm. are probably going to be geared towards manufacturing, uh, you know, like heavy lifting, that kind of stuff, uh, forklifts, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking for something for combat, I'm sure um, Commander Kane would have something. Okay. Well, I'm going to send him specs for my future mech. Um, if you're getting one printed, that would go through Shao uh, Alton Han, who would forward it to Azula, and you assume that it's going to get okay. taken care of. All right. Well, then I will provide that to Shao Alton Han, who I'm standing next to. And then I will message both. <laughs> um, both uh, Steph and Blue Pigs and say, send me your info so I can provide it to Shout and Han for your future mech. Bing. Alrighty. Uh, you all go ahead and do that? Yeah, I get that message. Ooh! And with a big smile, send all the specs and information to them. I, uh... I send a uh, one-word period negative and i'll just look at it and smirk and say okay i'm not gonna send that back to him i'm just gonna say that audibly out loud <laughs> it's like hey man send me a list of show me your shopping list price is the uh, the sky's the limit you know no one's like no thanks huh not righty well um so like i said before the the uh, gala now is um, uh, is is on its way to starting. So, script, you are actually leaving the storage room slash warehouse where your uh, mech is being printed and those other resources uh, were originally waiting for you. You make it out kind of onto the uh, not quite to the street yet, but very close to where the parade and festivities are happening. Uh, and in a very similar fashion uh, to the message that you have received stepping off of the uh, the bullet train into Punta Queridad, uh, you receive another message. This one, again, is marked with urgent. And um, it seems to be a geolocator that is following a moving object. Uh, seems to be at about walking walking pace. I will immediately head towards it. Is it, um, I guess, closer to or farther away to the point to where I can grab some of my um, Omnihook stuff? All I left behind was anything that would, uh, like my data pad, my Omnihook, things that would be trackable if somebody experienced enough could uh, hack me. Um, I still have my PDW and hard suit on and that kind of thing. So it was my understanding that you left that equipment at KGI. Is that right? 
uh, only only the equipment, like the any sort mm -hmm. of omni hook, um, anything that I could take out that would be literally like a find find my Draxus phone uh, attached to it. Right, but the the location that you had left that stuff at was basically up in your room, locked, right? Oh yeah, wait, whatever apartment amenity penthouse uh -huh. thing they provided. Okay, so that is near what one of the uh, like maximum upper floors of KGI Tower, and you are about halfway down the parade strip, um, and th that geolocator is in that parade strip area. So you would definitely be heading away from it, and it would take time to get back for sure. Okay, um, then I will I will leave that uh, behind. Um, this is something that I would start almost beelining towards until I got close enough that I would uh, dictate different protocols. Well, I mean, the the closer and, and closer that you're getting to it, you're actually going to be moving into the crowd associated with the parade. Uh, so you can try and move as quick as you want, but eventually it's going to be so packed that you're kind of like shuffling. And even if you are trying to shove people occasionally, it's still, you're moving about as fast as the dot. Um, sure, sure. Um, I would, I would, I would likely actually uh, screen down some of the uh, alleyways, um, just, just full well knowing what my protocols tend to be in these. Um, my previous uh, mercenary contracts would be that I want to intercept it perpendicular, so I would just haul ass down alleyways until I got close enough to where I wanted to, um, I guess, investigate. Sure. Uh, so eventually the dot stops moving. And from just down uh, perpendicular to where you're at, you can see that it is stopped uh, kind of at this fence line, uh, which is blocking an alleyway. There appears to be some kind of construction going on in that alleyway. Um, it, it extends for um, at least like 40 feet that you can tell. Right, so there's like a fence blocking it off. Uh, there's um, a couple of containers. There's some tarp objects in there, uh, but that seems to be where the um, the geolocator has uh, stopped moving. Uh, wonderful. I would say um, not entirely close, but you know, a block away or so. I would uh, indiscriminately activate my stealth hard suit and. Continue towards that um, with my, I guess, hand ready to draw my light signature weapon. Sure. Real quick, what's Sugar doing? Where is she? What was her plan now that things are uh, in full swing? Well, um, probably going... I know you said we could split the party up, but just because I am so inexperienced with such uh, events and protocols and things, I'm gonna make my way over to where Glasgow is and ask him for direction and help out, you know, any way I can. Okay, if that's the case, Glasgow, what would you have uh, directed her to be taking care of, watching, or doing? Um, I'm going to look at her and say, uh, maybe, uh, go to the armory and, uh, make sure they're not screwing anything up. Okay. 
Uh, go right back to the armory. <laughs> Seems like a conversation that could have been had over Omnipad. <laughs> we'll we'll assume that was a conversation that was had a little while ago, so it's not yeah, yeah, unnecessarily all... running back and forth. Yes, I'll stay there, and I know and it. Go after, ahead. After I send that, I'll I'll also send a message to be like, and maybe if you want to spruce up their weaponry a little bit, I don't think they'll complain. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, of course, I did try. It won't take, but yeah, I tried. By the way, did we ever establish what rank Glasgow was prior to his promotion? No. At least not, not to my knowledge. Negative. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine, um, you know, probably somewhere around a sergeant. Um, yep. not typically in charge of troops, although, uh, it, you know, obviously a leader, um, intelligent, capable individual that you are, you're quickly rising through the ranks before you were snagged up for this mission and they found it necessary to, uh, go ahead and promote you to captain, which for anyone not experienced with military, uh, that does not happen. That's not a common thing at all. Basically the only way for that to happen is for many, many officers to die very quickly, uh, and things just need to get done. But even then, you don't just get awarded rank. Uh, but that is a side note. Uh, Glasgow, you and Shao Altahan are at the gala. Um, the lights had been dimmed uh, a couple of quick times to indicate that ceremonies were starting. You've basically been listening to boring speeches and uh, introductions from various members of the Gilded Orbit. And... Uh, Actually, uh, quite a figure of anonymity that you all had not met yet, even though you've been in her building uh, and uh, that you've been in her building for a while now and you're guarding the event. Uh, For the first time, you actually see Himiko Arasawa. Uh, She is the owner and CEO of KGI. Mm. Um, Like I was saying before, you all had not met or seen uh, her before you hadn't heard from her. Uh, it, it seems like Azula has pretty much been the intermediary, uh, thus far. And she has been, um, Himiko that is, uh, pertaining to other matters. Uh, but you do finally put a face with the, uh, the owner of KGI at the very least. Uh, there are all kinds of foods and snacks available. It's a very fancy event, live performance of classical string, instruments it's all very formal and as any of these formal people would say exciting Um, this is probably the event of the year for them now let's cut back to blue pigs to draxus uh you said that you were approaching the alleyway sneakily and carefully yeah with my stealth hard suit and um you know like a hand ready to pull out a weapon, I am urgently moving towards whatever geolocator that this may be. Okay. So, coming up to the fence, you see that it's uh, cordoned off due to construction, right? So you see some of the typical signs uh, that would be posted there, like caution, hard hat required, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The funny thing is, is that the gate here is actually locked. And 
attached to where one would grab to, you know, maybe un unlock the gate and go through, you know, like the, the gate handle, there's actually a small placard that has been zip-tied to the, uh, to the gate itself. And it, uh, it reads as follows. Blood and destruction shall be so in use, and dreadful objects so familiar, that mothers shall but smile when they behold their infants quartered with the hands of war. All pity choked with custom of fell deeds, ranging for revenge, with eight at our sides hot from hell, shall in these confines with a monarch's voice cry, Havoc, and let slip the dogs of war. That this foul deed shall smell above the earth with carrion men, groaning for burial. Handling the small placard, you see that just a small LED device falls to the concrete and cracks a bulb, shattering. The concrete beneath your feet begins to tremor. What starts as a high-pitched whine feeds into a temporary sputter of fluids and gears finding their way into place. The line of tarp things before you begin to stir and stand, their engines now running at capacity. The tarps are torn off and tossed to the ground. In front of you stand several mechs painted with wicked and wild paint jobs picturing teeth, claws, and all the trappings of ancient wild beasts. What's the uh, the first couple of actions uh, you're taking before we wrap up this episode? I think Drexus would uh, step on the geolocator for additional measures. Um, staying hidden in my stealth hard suit, but surely not to whatever mech you know, I have no idea what these things are outfitted with. Surely they can detect me, uh, whether it be like thermal or tech-related sonar, something. Um, I mean, you are right in front of them. It doesn't appear that you are a target, but yeah, it's it's a pretty solid assumption that uh, that, that they know you're there. I would um, probably take my hand off the pulling out my, my, my duty weapon. I'm uh, at this point in time, I'm either smoked or I'm not. So I'll just hit the button to re-image myself, take myself out of stealth and gaze upon what might be the war dogs or the group of salvation. I guess um, you're going to be finding out pretty soon. Um, the mechs start to move forward indiscriminate of, of your position. They don't care that you're standing there, uh, but they will just walk through the fencing and other debris that was placed there uh, to disguise them. Uh, and they're going to walk out into the street boldly, and uh, they're basically just walking through tents, food stands, and uh, they actually make an, an attempt to um, flip over a passing 
parade float. Uh, they've made themselves known, and uh, there is actually a... Uh, th there are speakers on the mechs. Most, most mechs have some sort of intercom or speaker system, and uh, very loud, barely identifiable music. That, that's how loud it's blaring. It's like busting out the speakers, um, but like wild futuristic rock music you know, you know like cyberpunk rock uh it is playing out and they uh start making their way towards kgi tower is this is this something like a like a mad max scene mad max mentality much nicer equipment okay uh, but i mean they have kind of decked it out in every attempt to make it look uh, you know, scary and disorienting. Got it. As soon as you said music, I'm like, oh god. The the battle cry, that's uh, some Mad Max shit right there. Yeah, and uh, the third mech in line, while the other two are actually uh, continuing to walk towards KGI Tower, uh, the third stands in place, uh, lifts up its arm. It kind of uh, does like a transformer type thing where it's shifting around and it's uh, uh, basically configuring its main uh, weapon mount, which appears to be some sort of missile rack. Uh, it's loading up a large missile and it fires up at a high angle uh, towards KGI Tower. Can we see this from where, or at least from <laughs> from the freaking armory? I mean, by this point... So the armory is a couple blocks away. There are KSS officers posted along the streets. Uh, so there's no way of knowing, uh, at least for you all, how quickly the message is being disseminated until you actually receive word. I mean, you're with uh, Commander Kane. But uh, a missile's been fired up at the tower, and uh, Glasgow, at least you, uh, have not received any word yet. The phones may be ringing off the hook at KSS, or the, the walkie-talkies, the alerts, um, but Glasgow has not received any notice. Oh, they did. Those parade officers are still dead. So dead. Well, I guess um, with a missile flying up at the tower, mechs storming the streets, and uh, KSS officers just now beginning to take action, uh, and I suppose uh, Script or Drax is just uh, looking, uh, looking on and stunned or abject horror, I'm not sure which, but I guess that's where we're going to pick up next episode. Uh, it will be... Uh, I guess episode five now, right? Uh, yes. I believe so. All right, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you all next time on Latchkey Lancers.